Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And welcome to Bone Business here on CannabisRio.com. My next guest here is here to share a preview of the Indoor AdCon, the largest and leading trade show and conference dedicated to vertical farming, greenhouses, controlled environmental agriculture, or CEAs. Uh, it'll be returning to the Caesars Forum in Las Vegas, March 11th and 12th, and it's your 11th annual event. And joining me right now to go and talk about it is the CEO of Indoor AgCon, Brian Sullivan. Brian, thanks for being on with us. Oh, thank you. Good morning. So, Brian, thanks for being on. It's nice to go ahead and get the hear about a new conference that's coming to the fray for the cannabis audience, because in the area of agriculture, it's one of those where what you're doing right now for this event coming up, you know, in only a few weeks, the chance for the cannabis industry to go ahead and be a part and really attach and connect with those in agriculture to get some real tangible thoughts, you know, for people that obviously have a lot of experience and a lot of forethought in terms of what they can provide in terms of best practices and strategies in the greenhouses, in the indoor grows. Now, in the show itself, you're bringing together farmers, growers and cultivators, ag tech leaders, suppliers, advocates, and enthusiasts under one roof. You'll have over 80 plus speakers, four tracks. Uh, one area is planning and operations. One is grower. One is cultivating possibilities. And we're going to talk about this after the break, but a new cannabis track, which I'm going to ask about that. Now, first of all, before we do anything, I want to get an idea where we just learned about the conference about ourselves just so if, not too long ago. What is it that this approach now, after 11 years, into 11 years, bringing the cannabis industry and embracing them into the show? You know, we were talking before that you've had a lot of cannabis industry types attending at the show, but now this is the first moment they have their own set of tracks for a show that is also attached to agriculture. That's correct. Um, this, the show is going into its 11th year, and uh, it's growing now. Uh, the facts are that uh, myself and two others purchased this event in 2018. Uh, it was pure agriculture, a lot of vertical farming for agriculture uh, What was the focus on it. And there was a lot of manufacturers talking to manufacturers. So when we, uh, when we purchased the event, we did a quick one in Singapore, and then we came back. Uh, into the U.S. and we did a, a small one um, in um, 2019 um, in in Vegas. And at that time, we kind of just did what the event was doing, and we decided after the the Vegas show that we would throw out the baby in the bathwater and look at it a bit closer. So when we did that, um, we got it all ready for 2020 with a new uh, with kind of like a, a new focus, and then COVID hit. So the event had a pause like all the other uh, trade shows and, and things, um, and the focus um, was spread out into 2021 when we relaunched. And the change in the focus was not just having manufacturers, but having growers, farmers, and those types of folks uh, come in and take a look um, at what was happening. So the, the renaissance kind of has been uh, blossoming since uh, then, so to speak. And it's bringing the 
growers in to see what the manufacturers have has really uh, accelerated the growth of indoor agcon. Uh, it's been all the folks that have new technology, substrates, watering, uh, trays, all um, AI are, are all these types of um, uh, issues that have uh, hit in the agriculture arena. And with that, uh, we, we've kind of embraced a lot of leafy greens and foodstuffs and uh, those types of products. But recent to that, the cannabis industry has come and started to take a look at us. And we've been speaking with a lot of folks in the cannabis arena saying, hey, can you help us understand uh, a bit more of what's going on in closed environment and in uh, the technology of growing? Um, and some uh, cannabis folks have said that we're doing really well in cannabis, but now we want to branch out and go a little bit further. So talk to us about leafy greens and things that a lot of the um, avenues are the same. So I, I think this was kind of the genesis of us adding a whole a new track of uh, cannabis uh, information or cannabis education. Well, Brian, I want to bring that up. Like I said, I want to bring out the debris, but there's a few things I want to just get, just to get an understanding of what the show is doing, because there's a few more uh, attributes we need to go ahead and put into the mix here. So Great. as you said, you have cannabis growers now that I guess if they're only able to go and rotate one year of crops, that what are they going to do with the rest of the time they have you know, their grows set to go, you know, if it's not rotating, I mean, there's a lot of farmers that will do a thing where they will just rotate crops. They'll do different crops on the same ground, you know, every year and they'll just rotate it by the season. One of those things is too, is that, like you said, if the same ground can be used for cannabis, can be used for leafy greens or some other agricultural products, I mean, whatever vegetables it could be, whatever it could be. One of the other things that you have is that not only are you recommending and, and offering those ideas of the cannabis industry coming to the show about this diversification, but you also connect yourself to the another event going on at the same time in the same venue, the NGA show, the National Growers Association show. And that's associated with those under the IGA model. So the Independent Grocers Alliance. So any supermarket you ever see that has the red and white IGA uh, logo on the store, these are the grocers and the retailers that are being represented. So not only do you have the fact that, okay, we're going to show you what else you can grow in your greenhouse. Well, we're also going to show you and introduce you to people that you can also work with to wholesale or retail and sell to grocers that will take your product to market. That That's correct. <clears throat> what happened is, is that was another COVID uh, right. thing that had popped. Uh, the National Grocers Association that was uh, producing uh, the the NGA show as as we know it uh, in in Vegas, and at that time we lost our 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 facility, our venue that we were going to have, and we were searching for another one. And I happened to know the folks at NGA, and I called them up and I said, "Hey, I, I think you might have a little extra space. Would you would it be okay if we co-located with you with our events?" And before the, we could uh, even uh, take notes on it, the excitement went through the folks at NGA and said, this is perfect. We've been looking for an organization to co-locate with. And this is perfect because, you know, you don't really want a competitor right next door to you. So right. we're not competitive. We're complementary. And so working with the NGA and, and the folks there uh, all under one roof has been a, a good avenue for us uh, on it. You know, our co-locating, we're growing, they're growing. So together, the 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 combined in Caesars Forum, 
is is a very good avenue. So uh, we we allow folks to cross over between the events uh, with an expo pass on it. If they have an expo pass for one, you can get into the other. Wow, that's amazing. Now, I also sort of see that when it comes to the layout of the show, for those that might you know, really, for those in the cannabis industry that do frequent a lot of conferences or exhibit or whatnot, the show that you have here, again, 80 plus speakers, you'll have four tracks. Uh, by looking at the expo floor right now, you got well over 100 exhibitors look like as you have here in a pretty good well space, the four educational session rooms. There's a lot there. And when we talked before we got on the recording here, you were mentioning how you had some cannabis industry types that were coming into the space. Can you give me a little idea of the makeup of who has come to the show and what made you prompt to go ahead and probably go to the cannabis track? And what was it that you saw them coming to go ahead and really respond to? What were they resonating with in terms of the education? Well, the way it, it kind of played out is is uh, I mentioned that we were you know, reborn almost um, after covid and the first event we had uh, after COVID, I think we had 50, uh, 50 spaces uh, with a, a waiting list. Um, four months later, we did our next event. And we had 80 stands with a waiting list. Then it went uh, a year to, uh, to uh, 2023. And the last event, we had 174 stands with a waiting list. Even right now, we have uh, 250 booths um, um, are sold. And I think there's only just a handful left between now and the show before we'll be sold out again. And we expanded, uh, we, we keep expanding. So that's kind of been uh, like the logistics of, of, of what's going on. Now, I, I mentioned earlier that we were, uh, a, a number of cannabis folks had come to us and they said, what you should do is take a look at MJ BizCon. And I'm sure your audience is very familiar with MJ right. Biz and, and we are too. So uh, so we actually went there and we noticed that it's, it's almost... Uh, two separate events. There's a lot of the retail end of it, and then there's the cultivating or growing uh, sector of it. And um, a, a lot of the folks that we saw there might already have been with us or were interested in talking to us. So that is really where the the ship started to uh, turn direction a little bit. We wanted to make sure we were uh, uh, making an offering to folks that were interested in, in in learning about the technology and the new ways to grow um, and, and, you know, you mentioned earlier about you know, uh, rotating crops and, and things, uh, things like that. That's exactly what, what, what's going on. Um, if they, they can grow at different times of the year, you know, there, there's some indoor farms now that don't stop. They, you basically, uh, dump seeds in one end of a building and the next person to touch the product is the grocer. So all the technology that's involved in sorting, planting, watering, um, uh, harvesting, packaging, shipping, and, and things, all of those types of products and services are are, are found a, at our event. Now, one of the areas that I want to bring up is you do have a featured keynote speaker you've already uh, announced so far, and there are two more to come. And one of them was really fascinating when I saw who you put up together. It was looking at the background of Paul Salou. I don't know if I pronounced that right or not, but he's a founder CEO of Little Leaf Farms and most recently was awarded Ernst & Young's Entrepreneur of the Year 2023 uh, for the area of New England and uh, was able to go ahead and compete in a national round of the Entrepreneurs of the Year, but was still in New England, representing New England as itself. And for them, they are the number one package lettuce sustainably grown through CEA and delivering local and fresh 
long-lasting, sustainably grown leafy greens. Uh, you have, they have state-of-the-art greenhouses, and they're now selling the groceries right now within 24 hours of harvesting, and they're now being pushed out to major retailers throughout the Northeast and to the Southeast and more to the Midwest. So they're obviously going nationwide eventually. That's the initial intent. So this is the first person you decide to go ahead and get as the draw, you know, as the marquee towards the event coming up this year. Talk about the significance of having Paul at this event and what he really re represents in terms of what is the very best of those growers that are coming to the show and what they can really learn from him. You, you've kind of crossed a lot of the T's and dotted a few I's in that path that you just uh, uh, laid out there. Uh, it's exactly correct. The, the one thing ab about uh, growing indoors is local, fresh transportation costs are reduced. Um, you can get into the areas of the country uh, that are, um, you know, that have uh, easy access to roadways. Uh, we actually do another event in the fall. It's called the CEA Summit East, and we do it in Virginia. And we do it in Virginia with uh, with a lab, the Institute for Advanced Research and Learning of uh, folks. Uh, we work with uh, Governor Yunkin's office and the Secretary of Agriculture. I've become very friends with uh, uh, Secretary uh, Lohr, uh we work with because Virginia is an agriculture state. Uh, we have hold it there and it draws very well uh, uh, there. The reason it draws well there is because of its location. Uh, with Virginia, you know, uh, uh, tobacco um, use has actually been reduced over the uh, last number of years. But there's a lot of folks in Virginia that are that that understand um, how to harvest, how to grow and harvest uh, they, uh, as an agriculture state. So with that, it made sense to put our other uh, event in there as well. And we actually go all year long with our indoor ad conversations, which are free uh, educations. Um, uh, webinars that that we'll do, and uh, all year long, uh, people can stay educated with us. Uh, for and, and again, we might be saying the words leafy greens, but that doesn't mean you can't insert uh, the you know cannabis into a lot of the conversations. Now, what can you tell me about Paul himself in terms of what was it that warned to him to be that, that verse feature speaker, and uh, any idea what, what what would be the onus for those in the cannabis industry what to learn from him? Yes. Oh, the one thing uh, uh, Paul uh, has done a marvelous job with his organization. Uh, he he is a, really a star there. You know, uh, some it, it's there's been a lot of you know trials and tribulations when you're working in uh, in an, an emerging uh, technology or emerging um, arena such as uh, indoor agriculture, and he has done it. You know, uh, some folks have had you know trouble you know understanding uh, all the past. It's not you just, you know, start a farm and and, and things go along. So uh, uh, the reason Paul is being recognized so much is because of what he's he's done. He understands the chain of, you know, growing um, the resources, watering the, uh, the packaging. The packaging has to be right that, that the consumer is looking for. So all the avenues that Paul has uh, has taken have led him right into uh, an arena. Uh, you know, these days of watching weather uh, issues and, you know, having, you know, watering issues, uh, storms and things, taking out farms, uh, the Paul has made an arena of, of almost um, 
it's almost industrial farming, so to speak, where everything is, is going through uh, uh, transportation and, uh, and everything is is wrapped into his product and service so he can uh, ultimately serve the consumer in what they're looking for, local and fresh. All right, we're going to go to commercial break. When we come back, we mentioned that we were, we were talking about the a new cannabis conference track for cultivators that are going to be introduced for the first time at Indoor AgCon. We're going to go and talk about that after a short break. But again, Indoor AgCon, if you want to go learn more about it, uh, everything that's going on with the show, you can go to indoor.ag, indoor.ag. And again, the event's going to be at Caesars Forum Convention Center, March 11th and 12th. So we'll learn more about that here with Brian Sullivan, the CEO, CEO of Indoor AgCon, with more blood business after this. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Bone Business. I'm here with Brian Sullivan, the CEO of Indoor AgCon and the Indoor AgCon Conference that's going to be held March 11th and 12th in Las Vegas at Caesars Forum. And for the first time at this event, the 11th annual event, I might add, you're going to be introducing a new cannabis conference track for cultivators. And here's some of the sessions. These are the sessions that you're going to be held at the event. <clears throat> now, You'll have past, present, or future, the state of the evolving cannabis landscape. You've elevate your cannabis grow, finding the right vertical racking systems for optimal efficiency, crossroads of cannabis, MSO evolution, and legally, legacy resilience, unveiling the essence, mastering terpene excellence in cannabis cultivation, bridging the gap, integrating cannabis cultivation with a traditional horticulture for operation excellence. So now, in a couple of those areas, first of all, with what you've been doing right now with the tracks, first of all, talk to me about uh, the outreach you've had so far. I mean, just without going into too, too minute detail, the MSOs, have you gotten any response from them? And have there been any that already have committed to go and be a part of the show in some fashion? Uh, you know, um, I, I I don't have the exact number of, of MSOs that will be uh, participating uh, but we we always have because we're we're kind of like at a crossroads right now where we're at, we're into the new year and it's right about now that our heavy marketing is going on and and folks are starting to raise their hands saying saying that they're coming so uh, it, it, exactly who's coming is is still to be determined since we're okay. about uh, twelve weeks out from the event. Well, now I'll ask this then: when it comes to those that will be attending, because for the MSOs we also have the craft cannabis owners, we have those that are the smaller owners. When you look at what the tracks are going to be doing, obviously we want to mention one that does say MSO right in it, but also all this right here, would you say it's, would you say that there is a lot that's to be said where, for instance, if you have those growers that are looking to go in, the makeup of you, what you have that are independent and those that are large scale, maybe almost corporate size growers, what can you give me as the makeup of that in the controlled environmental and agriculture space, those that are small versus those that were very large, what's the ratio of that? You know, it, it, the the ratio is is it's it's all of them. Uh, the, the the way we look at it, because there's a lot of folks that are just starting off into the industry. When those folks uh, come in, they're they're thirsty for knowledge. They're coming in and 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 
watching uh, every bit of it because they want to grow into a, a large uh, organization at some point. You know, with investment, they're looking for investment. They're looking at the technology, uh, the um, AI end of, of things. They're looking at all the systems, uh, genetics and seeds, and all, all those different types of things. They need to learn if they're going to uh, if they're going to take the leap in. So they're small investors and those types of things. Um, and then there's, you know, uh, some some organizations that are, you know, kind of midsize uh, they, that they're already farming either in cannabis or in uh, leafy greens. And they're, they're looking to learn more to, to, to grow. And we also have the large organizations mm-hmm. and the large organizations that, that are coming in. Those folks are keeping an eye on the smaller organizations because they know that one of these days that they're going to want to grow up into a larger organization and 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 actually, they're their target if they're looking because they they all want to be that big organization uh, one day. So the big guys better watch what's going on with the small guys. And when I think about what's the appeal for those coming to the tracks, so I'm talking about from the cannabis industry side. But let's go to the other side. Those that have been coming and existing, uh, been to the shows, exhibiting, attending, or probably speaking of the shows, what has been the process so far about the and well the in the incorporation of cannabis into the show what kind of feedback have you gotten so far they're interested uh they like i i mentioned earlier that we had been at the mj bizcon show mm-hmm. and uh we were uh, just walking the aisles uh and and talking to folks uh that were there and there the inch was was, was very high uh from the manufacturers because it's it's agriculture. You know, we agriculture has a lot of components to it, and cannabis is a component of uh, uh, of agriculture. So, you know, when we say leafy greens, we're saying you know we're saying you can also grow cannabis. Uh, there's actually ornamentals. There, you know, uh, uh, folks that are growing uh, ornamental things that eventually get sold through Home Depot or other retail like garden centers, and things will uh, are, are also looking for avenues. Uh, to to spread their wings and uh, grow their product better, quicker, faster uh, on it. So uh, uh, that, that's part of the environment that we live in. Right. Now, with that said, we've talked a lot about growers, but we haven't also talked about much about the technology side. So on the cannabis side, obviously, we know there's a lot of people that are using, uh, you know, various products that might have to go and work with metric because it's very much the universal standard now for a lot of companies and to find into compliance. And that's the other area that doesn't get talked about much. Uh, where we're, That's something I always talk about here on the program and on our grassroots bargaining series about compliance. But I didn't notice if you had any of that into the agenda right now in terms of regulations. And obviously cannabis is a much set, different set of regulations than what your agriculture has. Because if I'm correct, agriculture probably has to follow what would be, what we've heard about as good manufacturing practices. There's a much higher end of regulations that, the ag industry must follow as opposed to what the cannabis industry has. It's a different set of rules. Is that pretty much accurate? And what is there about that that'll be discussed in the show? See that you're absolutely correct. See uh, what's happening. You know, uh, cannabis is, uh, you know, uh, relatively new, you know, uh, but compared to the agriculture arena, you know, if you, if you roll the cameras back and watch what you know happened over the years, the the uh, the U.S. or uh, America is a, an agriculture country, uh, not just by state, but 
every state is producing some sort of agriculture in the United States. So with that, um, there, cannabis is kind of newer because of the, the regulations that have been on it for 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 years. Uh, you know, out of uh, out of Washington D.C. So there's um, th- 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 those um, those regulations are not as deep as it is with uh, leafy greens and, and, and other uh, uh, produce products on it. So uh, the network of availability, you know, cannabis is, is regulated. I, I'm in Connecticut. They just uh, uh, opened up, I believe, 20 or 25 um, facilities, uh, dispensaries and, and things here. So th- they're interested in it. But uh, compared to the um, grocery industry, there's thousands of, of, of grocers here in Connecticut and things. So the the, the um, thirst for those products are are, um, are are so much more. Right. Now, as we talked about, the show, and I think you already mentioned in one of your other shows that you have that you feature in Virginia, it's uh, a CEA summit, which you'll be featuring later this year. And that's really a lot of focus I looked at when I looked at the agenda itself was controlled environmental agriculture. And, you know, we've had a lot of program, a lot of people on the program that talk about that. First of all, from those that want to build the greenhouses, the scale, the scalability and building it to put to particular specs and depending on the size and what they want to do with the grow to drones being used to go ahead and track and AI to go ahead and track the grow and, and to, in terms of, you know, of compliance of looking for any issues of any kind of pesticides or any kind of yeast, mold, bacteria, any kind of issues like that, RFID tagging, all these different areas that are involved within the greenhouse. And we've had a lot of that talk about that. And when we look at it, we know that crops can be grown indoors and there's the technology for agriculture is advancing a lot and also demand for local food increases across North America because obviously, you know, for a lot of vegetables, you see, you can produce department. How many times do you have products that are coming from other countries and the import... The, the export cost that's being also put towards the consumer, you want to be able to have more growers out there and something that will encourage more growth. So if the weather conditions outside and the outdoor conditions that could cause any kind of issues of uh, contamination, you want to be able to see if you can do it in greenhouses. And that's obviously what's being done more. So when it comes to that, what is the focus with CEA at the show? And, you know, the for the makeup of the audience there, that comes to the event and exhibits what other areas am I missing that also encompass CEA that people will learn and experience at the show? Uh, a, a number of things. You know, you, you mentioned you know other countries. Uh, last year, uh, about uh, three or four weeks before the event, uh, our team was talking about our registration, and they said, "Hey, hey, Bride, do you know how many countries are going to be represented at the show?" And I said, and I kind of figured, "Oh, wow, it'd be great if we get to about 10. Well. Folks from 33 countries registered wow. for the event. I had, uh, you know, uh, and I was surprised. Now, that's how many registered. Actual attendance was from 29. So this has become an international event because we are an agricultural country uh, that folks are interested in 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 learning from uh, around the world. So when we talk about storms or environment, uh, uh, um, it's it's um, it, it's an interesting arena. Uh, when I, I first got involved in, in the event, um, we they were talking about, hey, you should talk with NASA, and I said, well, how many how many attendees are we actually going to get from Mars? But the answer was they were one of the first in uh, uh, CEA uh, organizations because they had to grow things in space and they they tried it. So, so that type of stuff is being you know um, uh, brought into into it. So you know the 
the the event that we do in Virginia, I mentioned, is done with the institute. It's it's actually a testing lab. So so there's a lot there. And if, if you're interested in in looking at at products and you want to uh, test it, you might have to go out and hire your own uh, scientists and labs uh, equipment and those types of things where you can go to the org uh, to the institute. And have them test it for you at better, quicker, faster, and a lot less expensive because they have all the tools there um, for it. So, so that's why um, uh, CEA is is important. Closed environment is is a uh, is kind of a, a wide arena uh, in there. You know, it, it could be strictly uh, indoor agriculture, but greenhouses too is a controlled environment. So anybody starting anything in in a greenhouse, it might start inside and go outside, but they still need that closed environment. Due to the weather conditions, uh, or 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 uh, you know, it, there's there's less, uh, not completely, but there is a, a less, um, you know. Uh, oh, I need to pause a second here. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, uh, you know, the, there there's less uh, fertilizer, less uh, you know, less problems in, in growing indoors, fungus and things. You know, you can control it. That the, the it's the essence of the word of the controlled environment now being applied to any agriculture. Wow. Let's go back to commercial break. When we come back, Brian, we're going to go ahead and continue on. We're just getting a little more of an overview of what indoor ag con will be coming up. Again, seizures form March 11th and 12th. And you can find more information about the show at indoor.ag, indoor.ag. Coming back with more questions with Brian Sullivan, CEO of Indoor Ag Con here on Blunt Business after a short break. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. And welcome back to Blunt Business. We're back with final questions here with Brian Sullivan, CEO of Indoor Ag Con. And really appreciate you taking time out to go ahead and learn about the event. For those that are didn't realize the fact that we're, they're going to have a cannabis tracks available this year at the conference. And just an overview of the conference itself. Again, it's on Monday and Tuesday, March 11th and March 12th. And you'll have the setup where you're starting up pretty early, 8 o'clock, with uh, keynote addresses, starting up at that with a welcome on both days. You'll have conference tracks throughout the day. Uh, you'll have two keynotes on the, on the first day of the show, expo theater sessions, and you also have a, a pre-show food safety workshop. Uh, quite a few things here. Real quickly, tell me about the pre-show food safety workshop and what encompasses that. Uh, you know, that's another... Uh, uh, Thing that uh, came to us, you know, with with um, food uh, products and different products uh, hitting hitting the market, there's always a concern about food safety. Yeah, um, right. you know, a number of years ago, every year around Thanksgiving, we always heard uh, about you know certain types of lettuce and things that may have had E. coli or something like that on it. So it's very important that uh, food is inspected and and the producers understand what's what's happening. Uh, what with what they're growing and what they're you know uh, sending off to the to the retailers. So with that, uh, we decided to add um, you know, a, a certification. You can come in and and really learn about the safety issues and things that are important to the consumer, and you'll actually even get a, a certificate uh, from that. So we're we're actually offering uh, CEUs to folks who come and and participate in, in those sessions. When you look at what the compliance issues they have within the, the agriculture sector and for those that are using specifically controlled environment agriculture. Can you give me a little quick idea of what levels of compliance are required? So some of the accreditations that you have here, 
in this particular workshop, is that something where you have, does this really encompass what is, which ultimately has to be required, the bare minimum, or at least more of what's required for compliance to make sure that everything's above board? And what the FDA, I guess, are they the governing body that really, it's a national body that really governs what compliance is for all these products, as opposed to where cannabis is with, you know, state control boards. Yes. Uh, now, there, there, it, it is controlled there, but there is uh, uh, folks that uh, do education for it uh, around the country. There's different organizations. We've been working with Cirrus, uh, Cirrus University. Those are the folks that are actually going to be uh, doing the education. So these folks from the university level are actually going to be giving out, uh, you know, it's a, it's a certificate or almost a, a diploma. Uh, once they uh, finish with the with the, with this particular program, um, to learn to be sure what to watch out for. On uh, you know there, there's all kinds of things that can hit um, the food, airborne, uh, and, and different things that can hit the environment. So it's always best to be aware of these things at, when you're a producer. So that again was a genesis uh, of the of the folks uh, from the university that come to us and said we can help offer this. Why don't you allow us to do this? So so that's what they're doing. Almost, almost similar to what uh, the cannabis folks uh, came and asked. So let's go and go into the bread and butter of the show when it comes to it. Again, March 11th and 12th, Caesars Forum, Las Vegas. Uh, right now over the website, if you're looking at indoor.ag, there is an early bird deadline of January 26th for your chance to go and get tickets beforehand. And also that this pass also includes access to the expo floor of the National Growers Association show, which is also adjacent to indoor ag cons. You have that. And again, the senior sessions, there's so, so much more to that. So real quickly, talk to me about for those that should be coming to the show. And obviously you'll have stuff room right now for exhibitors. You still possibly might, by the time we put this out and recording, once we publish this out, we should still have time. What's the, the deadline on speakers and what's the deadline on exhibitors in terms of, uh, what they should be looking forward to, and you know, why should they go ahead and attend? Why should they exhibit? Well, I'd like to talk about attendance first because if if folks since since this is a new entree for us to get into the cannabis arena, we we know we're going to be successful there. But we are offering your listeners a discount of twenty percent when they do register on our our website. If they when they ask for a code, if they put in a can radio two four all capitals C A N. R A D I O two four. They'll get a twenty percent discount. So if they're you know wondering you know uh, or just you know, curious about it, they can save some money uh, by uh, by registering uh, by the deadline and after it and and uh, apply that code and they'll get a twenty percent discount. Uh, but as far as the exhibitors go, is we've actually expanded the floor plan twice this year mm -hmm. on it. And, and we're going to be sold out. Uh, if you're looking at the floor plan now, I think there's 19 stands left available uh, uh, on it. Right. Um, if you look at, at the floor plan or approximately approximately 20. Oh, the deadline for that is once they're gone, they're gone right. on it. So we, we, we've actually, I, I guess I could say we, we already sold out twice because we expanded the floor plan twice on it. But this is it. Um, you know, working in the space allotment that we have, we uh, we cannot do that because well, one of the things we we offer the the folks in the conference is you know lunch is included and 
you know, when we're, we're, we're setting things up, we need room for the lunches, for the uh, sessions, for the keynotes and all those types of stuff. So once these uh, 19 are gone, uh, there's no more available. And, and that's what's happened to us the past couple of years is, is that we've sold out every year. Also, the pricing on the registration for farmers and growers is significantly less for those that might be also attending that are just out, outside of that whole scheme. Talk about that part of in the cannabis industry, will that same thing apply for farmers and growers? What is the uh, what is required to show that they can go receive that pass? Yes, uh, you know we we always want to encourage growers to to come uh, to to learn uh, about everything that's happening in the agriculture arena. Uh, it, we'll know by their registration. Usually, their email address will be at you know a farm dot com or, or wherever it is. So. And if they have any questions uh, that, you know, might be questionable, they, you just send us an email and we're, we're pretty fluent with, you know, are, are pretty liberal with allowing folks in as long as they are, uh, you know, showing that they are a grower or farming um, in, in the agriculture arena. Now, and as you mentioned earlier in the, in the show, you mentioned how leafy greens, for those growers out there, cannabis is also considered one of those leafy greens. So if they are cannabis farmers and growers, then they are absolutely also entitled to get into that price as well. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we we have opened up the arena to, to kind of by request. We, we we opened up the cannabis sector here and things. So we want to embrace them, bring them in because we believe that uh, they, they can, uh, you know, uh, really benefit from this event. Uh, the learning sessions, uh, you know, the, the keynotes uh, from investment to all the products needed to, to grow. So uh, any of the growers, you know, they might find a new process here. Uh, maybe you know they're they're growing so much they need to add AI to their uh, to, to their sector. You know, what's that going to cost? How are we gonna How are we gonna uh, uh, bring that into our arena? This is the place to come and and see it. Uh, you know, we're we're a growing event, but we we really are uh, have hit the world stage on it. As small as an event that we are. We are getting people from around the world, and the interest is here. And the reason is, is because of the benefits that are available to the agriculture arena. I'll take that by request. I'm going to probably amplify it and say by popular demand. We'll go to that higher, higher level. <laughs> by popular demand. There you go. Uh, the 11th Annual Indoor Ag Con in Las Vegas, Caesars Forum Convention Center, March 11th and 12th. You know, right there in the property of Caesars Palace and the hotels are uh, quite a venue. And a lot of events still going on there. And also, the seniors, I know they've done a lot of renovations for their hotel and they've done for their rooms and this and that. So, uh, what can you tell us about anything about room blocks? If there's anything that you can tell us about that or uh, any other things in terms of any networking events that will be going on that is not on the show floor? Yes. Uh, everything is is focused on the show floor. Now, one thing to clarify is, is that Caesars Forum Convention Center so if you know Vegas, you know Vegas is big and large. There's a Caesars Hotel. There's a Caesars Forum's shops. And there's Caesars Forum Convention Center. We're going to be at the Caesars Forum Convention Center that's at the base of the Ferris wheel. So if you're in Vegas and you're lost, just look for the Ferris wheel, and that's the place where you have to go to come over and see us. So, And if you're looking for hotel rooms, just go to our website. We have hotel uh, blocks uh, in, in the, um, you know, on our website. Uh, the show is is going to uh, offer up uh, an awful lot. Once you get there, I'm sure the day is going to pass very quickly for you uh, because of uh, uh, all of the uh, all of the uh, sessions and and uh, things that we're we're offering at the show. And once again, you also get access to the National Growers Association show in the same venue, same time. So you get all that access there for one shot. Uh, 
some again, Brian Sullivan, CEO of Indoor AgCon, on you know, hopefully they're going to keep us updated with any other announcements that come across. And obviously, you know, we're going to see how uh, what, what Cannabis Radio can do in terms of being uh, participating in it. But at least one thing you can do is that you know lay the groundwork here for our audience to learn about the show. So I wanted to get that out and a little exploratory. So ha- happy to have that on. And let's definitely keep in touch and see how everything goes after the show and see where everything goes from there. Thank you again for being on with us. I really appreciate you taking time out. The website, again, is indoor.ag. And Brian, thanks for being on with us. Really appreciate it. Great. Thank you. And look forward to seeing everybody in Vegas. And don't forget to register and get uh, with the code I offered. Right. CAN Radio 24. With that said, thanks for listening to The Boat Business. We'll talk to you next time. the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.